Do you struggle with overthinking in your business? Do you find sometimes what should be considered easy decisions hard to make because you just can't decide one way or the other which direction you should go? If this is something that you struggle with, you're in the right place. Today, my guest, Heather Lautinen from the Flourish Academy is here, and Heather is an expert in helping people make these decisions quickly so that they can move forward in their business. You do not want to miss this conversation today on the Focal Points Podcast. You are listening to Focal Points, a podcast by Enphoto hosted by Dory Howell. You're in the right place to learn how to build a dynamic and sustainable photography business that you love. All right, welcome to Focal Points, a podcast by Enphoto hosted by me, Dory Howell. I am so excited today. As you heard in the intro, I have Heather Lautinen of the Flourish Academy with me today. And Heather and I talk a lot behind the scenes about a lot of different things about photographers, the photography industry, that type of thing, and how we can help photographers build better businesses and have more successful businesses. And there's one thing that we talk about a lot behind the scenes is how photographers can get stuck in their own brain by overthinking so many of the important decisions that we have to make. And Heather has a really great formula that I've asked her to come on and share with us today about overthinking and how we can maybe keep that at bay when it comes to the decision making that we have in our business. So Heather, Welcome to the podcast, and what can you share with us today on this important topic? Thank you so much for having me, Dory. So I actually have seven steps to help you stop overthinking. Now, when I started my business almost 20 years ago, I think I think I had, okay, I had a couple advantages. One was social media didn't exist, and mm-hmm. I believe that to be an advantage. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't. I I didn't care that I didn't know, and I didn't know if I was making mistakes, if I was doing the right thing. Was was this pricing? How should that look? So I I just did it without the overthinking. Now I have learned in my years to perfect the art of overthinking. You better believe it. Mm -hmm, (laughs) But mm -hmm. in the beginning, I think I just didn't know any better. So I wonder if part of this overthinking is a result of so much information. You have access to so many courses or downloads mm-hmm. or people, photographers. Opinions. 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 Yeah. <gasps> Which 100%. then you're right. You're like, well, this photographer said I have to do it this way. And this photographer said, no, you should do it that way. Mm-hmm. And who's right and who's wrong? Well, that makes a baseline assumption that there is a right or wrong way. And right. I believe in business fundamentally that there is no right or wrong way to do anything. There are mm-hmm. simply different choices that lead to different consequences. Now, let me be clear. I do believe that there are ways to operate profitably. (laughs) I think that you should make sure you are profitable. But beyond that, I don't know. I just think you need to experiment and find out what works for you in your season of life, what works for your ideal client, what Mm -hmm. your business looks like. There are just so many variables that tell me there's no right or wrong way to do anything, especially with things like pricing or your website or your marketing, but we don't want to make mistakes. I mean, do you enjoy making mistakes? No, but the thing is also, is like how many businesses have been created and made millions of dollars because somebody did something the quote unquote wrong way. They did something different. They stopped the narrative of everything having to go down a certain path because that's what everyone thinks you should do. So I love the idea of being able to think differently, but so many photographers I know, and just business people in general, 
because we're sold so many messages over and over again, that this is how you should do it, that we start to second guess ourselves and that comes a repeating pattern in everything that we do when it comes to what we need to do for our business. So I would love to hear some of your seven steps to help us all with this because the thing is with overthinking is it can affect everyone at different times in their business. Like I may not overthink my pricing problem, but I might overthink my product selection issue or what camera I want to use or that type of thing. So you might have ease in, in thinking about and deciding on certain things in your business, but really struggle in other areas. And I think that's perfectly normal. Yeah, of course. And and could we just be okay with that? <laughs> could yeah. you just embrace that instead of try to resist it? So there's there's two key assumptions people are making when they head into this overthinking realm. The first mm -hmm. is that there's a right or wrong way, which we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. And the second is that if you pick the wrong way or something goes sideways, that it's bad. Right. So based right. on those two key assumptions, of course, you're going to spin your wheels trying to find the right solution. But if you reframed both of those and said, well, the, there's no right or wrong way. I can just experiment. And is it okay to make a mm -hmm. mistake? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. If it's, if it's going to be a disaster that you make a mistake, then yeah, you're going to sit here and you're not going to make a decision. In fact, your brain won't let you make a decision right. because it, it wants you to be correct and right and proper all of the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, how, it, how it appears to other people, we worry about judgment, all of those things. But if you can just back up and say, okay, Dorian Heather said, <laughs> there's no right or wrong way to do this. <laughs> and it's okay to be wrong. It's meaning it's okay to maybe make a choice. I don't want to say wrong. I don't like that word. It's mm -hmm. maybe okay to make a choice that doesn't work out the way you thought it would. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so what? And then you make an adjustment. If you decide, for instance, you sell digitals and then you go to IPS and mm -hmm. something doesn't work right for you, it's okay to come up with a hybrid model, right? Yeah. Where maybe you're doing both things. So mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't have to be so rigid. Could we just mm -hmm. like be more open to yeah. what our business needs in the moment? And I like to say overthinking is the art of creating problems where they do not exist. What? I feel personally attacked when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like It's like you're making up a problem to solve. Yeah. You're just, it's, it's not just, there. No, you're just creating it for yourself. Right, which is, I, I don't know, maybe we just need to do that to feel important. But it's, you know, it's going over the same thought again and yeah. again, and analyzing even the simplest of situations mm -hmm. or events until actually all sense of proportion is gone. Right. <laughs> so lost you, all perspective. Right. All perspective, just, overthinking all your pricing. And th therefore, of course, it's going to lead to stress and anxiety is going to create those feelings because nothing mm -hmm. is making sense. And again, it's blown out of proportion. But I, I truly believe that overthinking is a symptom and it's mm -hmm. usually related to a lack of clarity. Yeah. So you great. either don't know what you want, which is very common. If you ask photographers, if you ask any anybody, <laughs> mm -hmm. if you say, what do you want? People will often pause and sometimes there sometimes there will even be tears because mm -hmm. they really never even thought of it that way. Like, what do right. I want my business to look like? What right. do you mean? How how many clients do I want? Mm -hmm. uh, how much money do I want to make? It's all up to you because mm -hmm. you that's the whole reason you got into this, I would assume. Right. Because you loved photography, it was fun and you could make up your own rules. Mm -hmm. So why why go back on that now and decide that it has to be a certain way? So if you can gain some clarity and then Trust yourself that you are making the best 
choice based on the information you have, then mm-hmm. you you don't waste time going back and forth or fear the consequences. You just mm-hmm. do the thing. Right. Right. Love it. Love it. Okay. I think we both can agree that there are, it's like, I feel like this is funny. I feel like I need to convince everybody. Like, no, this is seriously an issue you need to address. Because if you think I don't do that, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Everybody probably does do. It. Everybody right? does it. It's, Everybody does it. As do I. Same. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of this as well. But I just want to say, before I get into these seven ways to stop overthinking, is some of the negatives of overthinking is that you're focusing on the problem and not the solution. Mm-hmm. You're just obsessively looking at what what's wrong or what isn't working, which mm-hmm. again creates uncertainty and fear, which then leads to self-doubt, not trust, mm-hmm. which is what we yeah. want. It causes excessive worrying. It removes your mind from it removes you from why you got into this. Mm-hmm. You know, again, because you love photography and it should be fun. It delays decision making or it could even worse, it could foster poor ones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're analyzing too many things. Um, and for me, you know, when I'm overthinking something, sometimes I'll lose sleep. And Dory, I got to tell you, that is just uh, unacceptable. It's horrible. <laughs> I had I had a situation. So when we're recording this now, I'm just coming off of a week of vacation. And I had something happen to me right before I left that was very troubling, um, an email that I got that was very troubling. And at that point in time, I just said, I'm not going to address it now. I need to go on vacation and deal with this. But the thoughts about this situation crept into my mind almost until about day three or four. And I had to actively, actively force myself to be like, okay, we're going to go to the pool now. Or, okay, we're going to go get a drink now. Or, okay, we're going to go do this now. To shift the thought process in my mind so I wouldn't sit and just dwell on it over and over and over and over again while I'm supposed to be on vacation with my family. And I felt actually really good about myself that I was able to stop that spiral. But um, it takes work to be able to, it takes steps to be able to know how to stop this um, kind of washing machine spin cycle pattern. How did you learn that? You know what? I just think it's just a matter of the education that I have gone through and some Hmm. of my growth as a business owner of knowing that when I'm sitting in that spot, it's not serving me or my business at all. What And I need to be focusing my energy on what is going to serve my business and serve my clients. And if I'm sitting there letting it spin and spin and spin, and I'm devoting so much emotional, because that's where it comes into it, mm-hmm. so much emotional energy into that negativity, that means I'm not creating anything positive for myself, my family, my clients, or my business. And I really am at a point where I just don't want to allow that to happen. So I had to make a conscious choice. And once you make a conscious choice and you recognize it, because I think a lot of people don't recognize that they're doing it. But once you can recognize those patterns and you can see this is not serving me, it's just like if you're on a journey to health, which, you know, I've been on my, because my know that, you know, I've lost 100 pounds in the past few months and everything is like, it's like once you're on a journey to health, you consciously know what decisions you need to make and not make to get to where you're going. And overthinking to me is kind of that same thing, but it's happening in my head, not in my body. Like I know eating cake or vegetables, I know which is the right choice and I know what's going to serve me better in the long run. So if I can do that with my body, I can do that with my brain. And so that is where I have been thinking about this this whole topic recently is bettering is making my brain stronger to be more resistant to the things of negativity 
so that I can bring more positivity to how I want to live my life. So that is that is, you know, just an experience that I had recently, but it was a conscious decision and it wasn't easy. It really could have sidelined my whole vacation, but I just I consciously stopped myself. I'm going to think literally I'm going to think about something else now. Let's go take pictures of the sunset. Let's go do this. Let's go do something fun. And being able to stop those those swirling thoughts was something that um, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can shut this off when I need to. So it was a conscious choice for me to be able to do that. I am so impressed by your capability and the way you connected the metaphor of your health journey to your brain journey. That Mm -hmm. was brilliant, Dory. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, really good. (laughs) If you could have seen, I know our listeners can't see, but as you were telling that story, my face was like, what? That is so (laughs) smart. It sounds to me like you, you combined um, maybe the art of meditation, mindfulness, awareness mm-hmm. with the the thinking component of like, so what I say is like, not now brain. There's, mm-hmm. I can't solve that problem now right. anyway. Right, exactly. So not now, I'm going to focus on the sunset or mm-hmm. my family is right in front of me or the delicious food or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just not now brain. And you kind of I make a joke out of it. I'm like, oh, there I go again. Spinning. Yeah, <laughs> spinning. yeah spinning, spinning, spinning. But you actually, you're so smart and you don't even, you don't even realize how brilliant that is because I'm going to jump right to my second. Wait, so I have seven ways to stop overthinking. Yeah. What you just described is number two on my list, okay. which is to pull yourself to the present moment, mm-hmm. which is what you're describing. And, yeah. and arguably, I think this is the most important step. Well, okay. Catching it. Can I catch that I'm doing that? And then once you do, yeah, recognizing it. And then once you do saying, okay, so one of the tools I use, I say not now brain, if it's something that's spinning, or I will look at my feet and I'll ask myself, like, where are my feet? My feet Hmm. are Like to ground yourself. Right. Correct. Correct. My feet are here. And then I will say, especially if it's a, because it usually is something troubling, then Mm -hmm. I'll say, I'm okay and I'm safe. Yeah. I'm okay and I'm safe. So mm-hmm. whatever it is, I can deal with. Not now, brain. I need to deal with that when I am, you know, at home in my office mm-hmm. working on my business. Not when, when I'm on vacation right. with my family. And you have a good chuckle about it, and you distract yourself just like you would a petulant two-year-old in the grocery mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. is what your brain is, really. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that was number two. The first one is to stop affirming that you're an overthinker because uh-huh. I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't picked up on this from you, but um, some people I work with will say to me, "Well, Heather, it's just who I am. I'm, an, I'm mm. just an overthinker." You have to be really careful about what you place after the two words "I am" because it mm. becomes an identity. So if yeah. you say, "I am an overthinker," it's just this is what I do. It's just, you know, and they make light of it. It's yeah, it's who I, right. So you'll right. notice our posture when we say that. Your hand's kind of upturned in the air. You shrug your shoulders and you say, mm-hmm. that's who I am, which is another way of saying, it's not my fault. There's nothing I can do about it. It's my identity. I can't change it. So I just laugh it off. Okay, I'm not laughing. It's not right. funny. It's not funny right. because your words really, really matter. And what? why would you speak that over yourself? Right. And why? most of the time when you say that's just how I am, you know, shoulders up, hands up, that type of thing, you're describing a quality that you don't want to be. That's it. Right. But you yet know. you're affirming it. But you're reinforcing right. it. You're affirming it. Right. And every time you say it, I'm an overshooter. That's just the kind of photographer <gasps> I am. Good one. You know, Good one. like it's like. 
Yeah, because you keep saying you're an overshooter, so you're still going to overshoot. Everything becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right, right. So be careful what you put after I am. I -hmm. am an overthinker, or people will say to me, people who struggle with anxiety and depression will say, I am an anxious person. Could we just rephrase that to say, I'm experiencing anxiety about this particular situation, but if you put it after the words, I am, you mm-hmm. are affirming that as your like, so I recently got a certification as a neuro-linguistic practitioner, NLP, okay. and, and words really matter to us, as you can yes, see. Do. I'm just very, very careful about what, why not say, if you're going to say anything, well, if you're going to lie to yourself, why not make it a good lie and say, I'm a decisive person. I make good choices and I make them quickly. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't that serve you better than just walking around shrugging your shoulders, giving up? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, just who I am. This is who I am. I'm not not good at sales, so I guess I can't do it. I can't do IPS because I'm I'm just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, if that's the story you're sticking to, uh, good luck. I don't know what to tell you. Because you have to change. Yeah, you have to change that narrative in order to change the situation. Right. Okay. All right, so that's number one. Number one was don't affirm it. Number two was pull yourself to the present. Right. And number three, three is to express your thoughts. So another helpful way to get out of the spin cycle is to talk about it, whether that be out loud with a trusted source, which I recommend you have someone in your life. Now, listen, I understand that not everybody in your life is supportive of your journey. That happens and sometimes it's very challenging. But to find someone who is that you can talk this through with is really, really helpful. I think you should not go this journey alone. You should either have a group or, you know, uh, just a photographer that you mentor with or someone that Mm -hmm. you can talk to that will encourage you. Because when you talk it out, um, it minimizes it. it. It sort of takes it out of the dark, which is swimming around in your brain, and brings it out to the light. And all of a sudden, it's not as scary anymore because mm-hmm. you say it. And sometimes you'll even laugh and you'll like you'll you'll say, "I can't believe I was overthinking that." Like that's now that I say it, right. <laughs> it sounds so straightforward. Of course, yeah. I can do that. Creating a beautiful product line to show to our clients and present to our clients sometimes can be really difficult because the options seem endless. One thing that my clients love and what I offer everyone is the Complete Set by Enfoto. It's a three-in-one combo product that allows me to give them a beautiful presentation box, a USB, and also a book or an album of all their images from their event or their session. And it's something that is a hit every single time. If you're looking for samples for your studio, absolutely take advantage of the 75% discount that Enfoto offers all new clients. Head over to our show notes page and grab that sample discount today. That exact same thing with my situation that happened in Jamaica, the email that I got, I haven't responded to it. So I brought it to my coach today, my mastermind group. And I said it out loud. And as soon as I said it out loud, and as soon as everyone's like, you address it like this, you shut it down, you don't acknowledge it, don't open the door, do this. I knew all those things. Mm. But hearing these other very successful people say, oh, yeah, that's happened to me before. You need to shut that down. You need to close the door. You need to acknowledge it, but then you just need to move on. And having them come in and give me that feedback it's like a whole weight has been lifted from my shoulders Mm -hmm. of being able to be like, okay, I don't need to think about this anymore. I just need to send an email off later this afternoon and I'm done. Just done. Don't you, don't you almost wish you could have had that conversation just prior to going on vacation? Yeah, maybe if 
I had said on, on last week's coaching call, I would have gotten right. a little resolution. But, you know, hey, Jamaica, coaching call, Jamaica is going to win. Yeah, of course. Time. Of course. <laughs> so that's a great example of expressing your thoughts. If you don't have a group, then could you journal it? Could you just mm-hmm. write it out? Could you write it down? This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm struggling with. Just It doesn't have to be um, understandable. Like, you don't have to write a book. I'm not talking about right. uh, anything like putting together cohesive paragraphs. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, could you just stream of conscious, write down, this is what I'm thinking. And then, you know, even if you said it out loud to yourself, mm-hmm. if you, you read it out loud, you, you, I mean, do you have conversations in your mind with yourself? I talk to myself all day long. Of course, of course. Right, so why that. not have that same conversation out loud? Mm-hmm. Isn't this interesting? I, I often ask people, hey, when you're having that conversation in your head, who's talking and who's listening? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, because mm-hmm. you have, you know, you have your ego and your subconscious and your conscious. Mm-hmm. And okay, we, you, you and I both study the woo-woo a little bit. Oh, yeah, but, the woo. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the point is, when you are keeping it in your head just to that inner voice, it is going to get convoluted, tripped up, turned around. Mm-hmm. Just even speaking it out loud to yourself is better than nothing. Having a friend is great. Or journaling, depending on how maybe maybe difficult or challenging the situation is. Maybe something very private. You can you even know. just talk it into your phone, into a voice memo. Oh, just, good idea. You know, or type it into your phone. You don't right. have to put it someplace public or anything like that. It could just be you're sitting on the couch or something, and you're just you're just typing it out or speaking it into a voice memo. Just something to get it out. Yeah, and that's that a great idea. Except or unless. You know, you believe that advertisers are listening to your microphone and then are targeting you based on your. <laughs> oh what goodness! I don't. I can't. We can't, we, can't, we do not have time. That, no, we I know. That's not time. Yeah. So, yet yeah, <laughs> side note: I, I am going to do a talk about this in the future. Yesterday, I read the privacy policy of TikTok, and it is frightening. You did. I did. It's I horrible. read it, Dory, and I was like, and then I started reading it out loud to my husband, and I'm like, you will not believe what they're doing or what they have access to. Okay. But mm-hmm. we need to focus. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we, maybe we can come back and talk Another about time. that. Another time. Yeah. So number three was just to talk it out, ex- find a way to express your thoughts. And yeah. then number four is something you talked about while you were on vacation is to shift your mindset to think constructively. Mm-hmm. So what you did is you gave yourself some perspective. I'm on vacation with my family. I don't need to address that now. And then you actually, you did it twice. You did it while you were on vacation and then you did it on your coaching call. So on vacation, it was like, I'm not going to think about this now. But on your coaching call, you came to them for a solution. You said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to obsess about what's wrong with this email. I want help on how to deal with it because you or an action taker, and want to move forward. Mm -hmm. So you shifted your mindset to think about it constructively. So instead of saying, here are all the problems, Mm -hmm. you, I imagine for you, you're more of a person that's like, well, I I see some opportunities here, (laughs) painful ones, but opportunities to learn and grow or respond to this person, whatever that looks like. But the point is, you shifted, maybe, I mean, did you know you were doing that? You were shifting to be more constructive? I really just... Yeah, because I wanted to shut it down and put it behind me. I knew that engaging and going back and forth was not going to serve me in any way. I just knew it. It was going to open up a whole, it, and it wasn't going to end. Like, I could shut it down now, or I could shut it down in 10 email interactions, hmm. but it just needed to be, I was the one that was going to have to do it. And I just wanted, things like this, I just, we don't have time for. I have right. a business to run. 
And I don't want to be emotionally held hostage by mm. anything else. So I knew I'd finally come to like, no, this just needs to be shut down. And yeah. so that's what I was coming to help for. Like, how do I shut this down? Because I could overthink it for a month. Right. But that's right. not going to serve me. Like right. I said, my ultimate desire is to serve my business, my clients, my family, myself. Not all in that order, but you know right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So if I keep focused on my personal objectives when it comes to how I want to live my life and what I want to do, this particular situation is just a situation like the Jamaicans say, there's no problems. It's just a situation, Mon. This particular situation isn't serving my ultimate, hmm. ultimate desire. So how do I shut it down professionally and just move it off so I don't have to deal with it anymore? So that is how I chose to deal with this. So this is funny because I don't know what the email content was. I don't know who it was from. I don't know anything about anything. But if I were you, this, is, this would be my response in that email. Uh, thank you so much. I'm busy over here trying to change the world. So I'm sorry, I don't have time. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, well, we're done. <laughs> that, that, that will be... The gist of the email. <laughs> I'm over here building an empire. I'm trying to change the world. I don't have time for anything that is not in service to that goal. Mm-hmm. But the point is, though, if you go back to what I said earlier, is you had clarity. Yeah. And the clarity yeah. is like, wait a minute. I, I do need to deal with this to some degree. But truly, it doesn't fit my business model currently. Right. So right. it does not deserve my energy or attention other than to just make it go away by right. shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, very well said. Okay. Number five is, again, something you did, which is you focus on what you can do, not on what you cannot. So mm-hmm. a lot of times overthinking is either about something that happened in the past mm-hmm. or it's a prediction about the future, mm-hmm. but either way, that holds no ground right now. Mm-hmm. So what can I do right now? When you're in Jamaica, the answer is there's nothing I can do nothing. right now. Therefore, I shouldn't waste or expend my brain power thinking about it. Focus Mm -hmm. on what you can do. Number six is to divert your energy towards helpful activities. So sometimes diverting means maybe, maybe you do something that's related to this overthinking issue or challenge, but oftentimes what I'm suggesting is that you distract yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know you do this. You go outside for a walk all the time, every day. Every day mm-hmm. and not, not just for exercise or fresh air, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, it started out for exercise. It started out for exercise, but then I've always known that my escape to the gym or walking or that kind of stuff has been good for my health, good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I've experienced no matter what weight I was at, but since I was on this specific journey, it's like, no, I got to go at least three miles every day. Let's start walking. And um, the benefits of that have mentally have far mm. outweighed the benefits physically Even incredible because it clears your mind good. right mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah fresh oh, air yeah. that just the noises of mm-hmm. nature we live in the woods we have 35 acres i live just outside of pittsburgh pennsylvania and mm-hmm. when i go outside there is nothing but forest and yeah. i love that it's super grounding so you do you do like three miles every day at least, yeah. Wow. That so I had a year a couple of years ago where I had this mantra, five K every day. Oh, wow. So for three hundred and sixty five mm-hmm. days I wanted to do three point one miles. And that was a really good year for me health wise, but it, I didn't plan on sustaining that. I didn't sure. think I could. Yeah. But that was that's not easy. That's a commit also I'm a bit of a slower 
walker. I don't want to tell you how long yeah. it takes me to do that. But um, I always thought just as long as I'm getting outside and moving my body. But the point mm-hmm. is that you're distracting yourself. You're diverting your attention just to to break the sometimes the intense focus on the problem and the mm-hmm. overthinking. Well, it doesn't help. We know this. You know, it just makes it worse. So I think walking, even like taking a drive somewhere mm-hmm. or biking or exercise or painting or um, helping out someone, watching funny videos, cooking, starting a project, anything maybe that's creative just to help you distract yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can break the cycle. Because, you know, we all know that thinking it to death is not going to solve the problem. Right. It just, it doesn't. It just, if anything, it makes it worse. It just does. When you start all those different things. And like we said earlier, you can only look at a situation from your perspective, no matter how much you try and put yourself in other people's shoes or look at it from a different angle, that's extremely, extremely difficult. So all like you're just spinning. It's like it's it's almost like back to like the whole washing washing machine analogy. It's almost like you're putting a red shirt in with the whites. And the yeah. more you spin it, the more you <laughs> spin it. Yeah, that red shirt is gonna make everything pink, but those yes. white those white shirts are not gonna make that red shirt any whiter. Oh my gosh, I love that. So, That's so good. So like the negative the negativity will always yes. always leach into the positive. But the, the positive negativity. cannot in most cases overcome that negativity. So knowing the the natural flow of how that all works and knowing how your brain is going to struggle with that cuz that's just I mean, your house for some reason doesn't like is it entropy? I'm thinking about your house never gets cleaner on its own. <laughs> right, right. It just doesn't. Yeah. Yes. It always gets dirtier, dirtier, yes. dirtier. Yes. And then you have to take active steps to make it cleaner. So it's kind of, yes. it's the same thing when it comes to those, those thoughts um, and keeping track of them and knowing which way they're going to go so that you can um, handle what you need to handle in the right way. I love that. I love that leeching of the the red, the negativity. Well, that, you're you're full of good metaphors today. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> that is a really good one. I just read in a book recently, just to affirm what you said, which is everything will lead toward cha- lean, excuse yes. me, towards chaos and disorder, not yes. towards orderliness. So mm-hmm. the more you think, right, it's just going to continue to get, you're, you're not all of a sudden magically going to snap out of it. Your house right. isn't going to get clean. It's just going to lean towards disorder. So Absolutely. that's great. And finally, the last one, number seven, is to hold yourself accountable. You know, maybe you could ask yourself the question like, hey, the last time I was overthinking about something, did it help? Yeah. <laughs> were, my, were my doubts valid? A lot, okay, sometimes maybe, but more often than not, no. Do, you could ask yourself, did a situation in the past turn out as I anticipated or did I, in fact, magnify the problem? Mm, what? Did yeah, what? That? Me? Did I do that? <laughs> and then, you know, I like this question for everything. Will this matter to me? I heard this. It's like the five, five, I don't know. Somebody coined it. Five, five, five. Or like, will it matter in five minutes, five days, five months, five years? Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, if it's something that's like, will this matter in five or 10 years? No, I, I won't even remember after a month. Then w- what is, what are you hoping to gain by overthinking it? How, right. how will obsessively thinking about something that's probably out of your control anyway, how's it going to help you? Can you do right. anything about this? Well, it depends what focus going back to the previous, could you focus on what you can do? Mm-hmm. And and just ask yourself, does this really 
matter in the big picture. And I think what you'll find out is that, uh, no, it doesn't. And I just need to move on. So I actually have a downloadable worksheet with these oh, seven awesome. steps that awesome. I will provide to you and you can nice. put the link in the show notes and people can grab it if they just want to mm-hmm. read over it. But hopefully yeah. that helps people move past their overthinking. Oh, this is so good. Thank you so much, Heather. So you'll be able to find that download, everybody, at blog.info.com slash podcast, um, where all of our show notes are held. You'll be able to find um, the download. We'll put that in there. Then also um, you'll be able to find links to Heather's social media handles and all of that really great information. But Heather, how can people find you if they want to learn more from you and what you're doing for the industry? Thank you so much, Dory. You can find me at Flourish.Academy on the interwebs. If you just search Flourish Academy, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. I have a free Facebook group. I just like to help photographers improve their craft and grow their business should they choose. I welcome photographers of all levels. I was rejected early on in my career by a group of not well-meaning photographers in my area. And I just swore that if I ever made something of myself, I would never do that to anyone. Yeah. So I, I don't care if you picked up that camera kit from Costco yesterday, I'm here to support you. Yeah. And one thing Heather is leaving out is if you're in the um, Pittsburgh area, she does in person um, camera meetups and trainings. And she also is an expert at Lightroom training and also now the Wacom tablet, right? I did recently release a course about the Wacom tablet. So, yeah, okay, so, really quick story about yeah, this is I reached out to Wacom. Okay, I in terms of followers, my YouTube channel, I have Photoshop and Lightroom tutorials for free mm-hmm. on my YouTube channel. And I've done some Wacom tutorials since about 2015. And some of those are my most watched videos. And sure. even though they're embarrassingly old, but I sent Wacom a message and I said, hey, I've got a lot of views on these videos. I was wondering if there was something we could work together on. You know, I know that I'm kind of small potatoes in the industry. That's totally fine. And Dory, they said yes. See, you just have to ask. The only reason, the only reason this podcast exists is because I asked asked. Mm -hmm. and I pitched it. And that's that's the way things happen is that you have to put yourself out there and you have to ask. But that is a podcast for a different another time. day right so on the show notes page you're going to find um information we're going to link the youtube the youtube channel so you can see that and get some really great training there we'll link the flourish academy website and we'll also link heather's um socials so that you can find her and you can also get um access to me as well and we'll have all that great stuff on the show notes page which is at blog.nphoto.com slash podcast. Heather, thank you so much for being with me today. I know that we have another episode coming up in the very future, very near future, that is going to be talking about decision making. -making. Yeah, we're taking overthinking into, okay, well, how do I make superior decisions? That's awesome. So if you if you listen to this podcast, depending on what date, look for that episode. And if you're it's not released yet, it'll be released very, very soon. So we're gonna have Heather on for this, this two kind of Oh, I don't know. What would we call it? Well, a, it's a two-part episode a two-part on how to move episode. forward in your business. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. And to everybody else who's listening, thank you so much for spending some of your day with us today. And look for us next time on the Focal Points Podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been Focal Points, an in-photo podcast hosted by Dory Howell. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we will see you next time.